reveal those lives to the reader. So curiosity was really not only the driving force in writing the book, which is always the case with me, but in a way it was the organizing principle of the book. It was what determined the structure. Now, it's a very unusual structure, I have to say, and now on the cover it says a novel, but uh, I know some people have described it as a series of interlocking stories rather than a novel. Does it matter how we describe it? Well, it shouldn't. The word novel was actually not on the hardback. I didn't feel comfortable putting it there because I was worried that it would lead to certain expectations from readers that wouldn't be fulfilled. I don't tend to call it a novel myself. But on the other hand, story collection doesn't seem quite right either. I think it's just one of these works whose genre is a little bit hard to identify. But I will say that one genre I had in mind as I worked on it was that of the 70s concept album, Quadrophenia or Ziggy Stardust or Tommy, where it's one story, but it consists of pieces whose sound, if you will, and tone and feel is extremely different from each other. And there is an A side and a B side in the book. Hmm. It's so interesting to hear you say that because you are obviously playing with form here because there are recurring characters and they all kind of fit together in their own way. But but the stories are told from multiple viewpoints. One chapter has footnotes. Another one is written in PowerPoint form. And I guess it, it raises the question of whether you consciously set out to try to, to put it baldly, to reinvent the novel. I mean, I honestly didn't. <laughs> I think I was led to whatever reinvention has happened here, and I'm never totally sure about that because if you look back to the beginning of the novel, you know, Cervantes, Don Quixote, and Stern, Tristram Shandy, those books are so wild and so inventive and seem to, in a way, do almost everything that's been done since. So I, I sometimes think we don't give credit to the past for a lot of the inventions we think we're coming up with now. but. All of that being said, I I was really led by the story itself into some of these odd approaches. But I did think that if I was going to write a book that consisted of pieces rather than a central through line, if it was going to be kind of a polyphonic narrative, then I, I figured why not make that as extreme as possible by having the pieces be as different from each other as they can possibly be and yet still fit together. And the thing that seemed fun about that was that I hoped to encompass a huge range of experience for the reader that could run the gamut from hilarity at times, hopefully, and material that approaches outright farce and certainly satire, and yet very straightforward, at times almost sentimental writing and even tragic. I thought it would be exciting to try to do all of that in one book, and it wouldn't be possible in a book that was told in one central through line because I think it would feel too chaotic. Now, I'm guessing this is a hard book to describe for someone who has not actually read it because it's told from all these different viewpoints from from different characters and I, there are what 13 people maybe who were who were narrating it at various points but how would you sum it up if you could it's about a male record producer and his younger female assistant and it follows them forward and backward through both of their lives over a period of about 50 years. And it also follows certain peripheral characters in both of their lives. It's very much about time. And it also has a lot to do with the music industry. And in fact, as I said before, is structured like a record album in that each piece sounds different from all of the others. And yet they fit together into one story. Okay, well, that's pretty good. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> yeah. Well, I have to ask about the title of your book, because you mentioned time. And the title is A Visit from the Goon Squad. What is the Goon Squad? Well, the Goon Squad is time, but I didn't actually know that when I started the book. I had had that title in my mind for a long time, and when I thought of the title, which was maybe... 
I don't know, 12 years ago, I thought, I'm going to write a book with that title. I wonder what the book will be. <laughs> and then when I was working on this idiosyncratic book, which, as I said, really sneaked up on me. I didn't know I was writing a book, and then I found myself pulled by my curiosity deeper and deeper into it. I thought, well, maybe this is a visit from the Goon Squad. But then I thought, well, I have no reason to think that yet. What would the connection be between this book and that title? And then there came a moment fairly early when a publicist goes to visit a um, former rock star, now ailing and rather unhappy, and he uses the expression, time's a goon, which, as far as I know, doesn't exist, but it sort of came to me in that moment. And as soon as I read that, I thought, ah, oh, yes, okay, this is a visit from the goon squad. And I should say that one other reason it seemed an apt title is that I had two big inspirations in writing this. One was definitely Proust's In Search of Lost Time, which I read over several years with a bunch of friends, having only...